Welcome to Meeple to Meeple, uniting players around the world. A 30-minute exploration of PJ and Gareth's board game experiences from across both sides of the Atlantic. Each episode, they share their thoughts and opinions on the world of board games, including their favourite themes, games, hot topics, and much, much more. Hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 28, Board Games in Focus. Uh, We are going to talk about the top three board games, not top three, the most recent three board games that have hit our tables. I'm PJ. I'm Gareth. And we are ready to begin. So, Gareth, uh, how have you been? I've been well. I'm definitely better. The cold's nearly gone. The cough is nearly gone. A little bit. A little bit of cold. But we feel a hundred times better than last week. So, have you been able to get some games? And we played some games. In fact, this episode we're doing slightly earlier because we've got games night, which I forgot we had a podcast recorded for. (laughs) (laughs) So I have dragged you away from uh, Gen Con arrangements, which you have now succeeded at. Yep. You are a busy man, and you are so busy, you don't have time to f- schedule me. You just have to fit me in in little Every increments. week we schedule. Di- di- a, mis- a mishap of not putting diary things in the diary. But anyway, I'm looking forward to this, because actually yeah. we have gotten some games in. That's great. Um, at least two or three times this week, which is far better. I even posted on Instagram a few times, and that has surprised people. I saw that, yeah. I know. It was good, check, it was good to check see you. Check me out. Check me out. <laughs> um, so I've chosen, well, chosen. I've just looked through the last five games I've played and picked three, two relatively new and one older game. Well, was it, what to tell us? Same thing. We uh, we had our games weekend with our friends this past weekend. So I was going to talk about three games that hit the table this weekend. So Okay, well, I, the games I've got, I've got Motor City, which okay. is a... Um, Roll and write from the same guys that did Three Sisters and Fleet the Dice Game. So Matt Riddle and Ben Pinch, Pinchback. Uh, I'm going to talk about Maglev Metro, making trains with awesome components, and Fishing Lessons, which is a Fishing. which is a solo game from the Bud and Shy um, set of games. So Wallet Games, which has been played numerous times on my own because it's solo. Nice. What have you chosen? Nice. Well, I uh, I got an opportunity to play Agricola, all creatures big and small. Oh, the, I love it. The two player by you. Yeah. Um, man, that's really good. I'm not a big fan of Agricola, but the two player version is just yeah. It really sang to me, and we got to play that Thursday night, uh, and that was pretty exciting. And then we hit uh, terraforming Mars yesterday, along with the Adventures of Robin Hood for the second time, and that's going to be a fun one to talk about. So, yeah. Who, who wants to go first? Why don't you? Yeah. Why don't you t- lead us I'll off? Start, you- I'll just start with Motor City, which yeah. is which is fresh in my mind because I only played it like an hour ago, and I think we're likely to teach it tonight. So let's Uh-oh. see how I get on. So, um, so the Roland Rights by um by Ben and Matt, um, I absolutely adore. So I was always a fan of Fleet, the original card game, that then turned into a Roland Wright. Which uh, that, that all of these games have two sheets, so it's uh, two sheets, lots and lots of combination op- opportunities. Uh, then they released Three Sisters, which was about um, growing crops, and then this one is—I'll describe it as um, as Kanban by Vitella Serda, but as a roll and write. So it is car production. You're testing cars. You're engineering. You're selling 
those cars uh, through um, dice selection. Um, so pool of dice, uh, everyone is, um, it says, it says three players, uh, there's then seven dice, each player, that's three, 10 dice. Each player takes a turn, takes a die, and that die might be one of four actions on the board. Um, and next person goes, and then there's one dice left over, which is a pool dice everyone chooses from. Um, but it's the amount of combinations. I mean, it is just like, I love it. Just do this and that there's a combo and that does another combo um i haven't i mean this is our third fourth game um so you're trying to work out the you know what's the efficiency my scores are, are probably not very good but there's loads of ways to score which i haven't found any optimal path yet for um but it's the fact that you've got the two sheets and it's just everything connects and i love a medium weight roll and write so that's been hitting our table um, a plenty. It plays one to five. It's probably about forty-five minutes. Um, we taught it to my youngest, who's now fourteen, and they say fourteen on the box, and she um, she had no issues uh, playing that. And it's kind of midway. It's a two point eight nine, so it's not it's not a lightweight roll and write for the uh, for the family. But anyone who's maybe played some of the others, or maybe Hadrian's Wall kind of level oh, yeah. of complexity. Yep. Um, it's a wonderful, wonderful roll and write. So um, I recommend all three of those from the series. So um, check those out. But if you're after the newest one, check out Motor City. That's my Motor first. Motor City. That's awesome. That it's sounds awesome. really good. I think I, you guys would like it. I think you'd definitely yeah. like it. Yeah. That does sound. That sounds cool. And it sounds like a nice addition to the collection of roll and writes that we've accumulated yeah. over the past few years. So yeah. Um, so I want to talk about. Um, Uwe's two-player, um, Agricola, all creatures, big and small. We picked that up just a few weeks ago while we were traveling in St. Louis, and um, man, it is so good. So let's be fair, the best thing about Agricola are the little animals, the wooden animals. Yeah. And this game cuts out all the food and the farmers and the, all the shenanigans and cuts Agricola down to its base, what makes it so good, and that is the animals. A lot of replayability. Um, you have like this whole bag of um, little tiles, although you're not, you know, tiles to lay in your farm that represent special buildings that you can build during the course of the game. And there's so many of them, but you only put like eight out yeah. each game. So there's tons of replayability you have three workers each of you have three workers um there's the you know the shared board in the middle with you know where you place your workers to get your resources and of course to get your animals and that's really where the scoring is it's buildings and it's having a certain number of animals there are four types of animals pigs sheep horses and cows and if you have three or less at the end of the game you lose three points per animal type. So you and I playing this game where we, we both need to get a minimum of four of each of the animals, right? In our farms. And then it's a race to get them to breed more. And score it's, the, more it's, the, it's the multipliers. I remember I'm playing this game yep. and the yep. longer you leave them out, the more animals build up on the piles, different yes. animals. Yep. And it's just that timing and it's and with a two player, it's pretty. Yeah, if you don't get the time, the timing right, you can mm-hmm. really lose out on that negative point. Yep. 
Um, it's uh, it's it's really seamless and smooth with, with two players. Uh, and again, you get the the best part of Agricola is the animals. So yeah, uh, you you do have uh, these cool wooden uh, wood and coal and wheat components. Uh, those are the on the you know so you don't have all the the corn and the pumpkins and the no, other no. things that, in the big Agricola. Uh, you don't have to worry about feeding. There's the no farmers. feeding. I'm about to say that no feeding. Hooray! Yep, it's just getting the animals in your farm as quickly as possible, and you can be penalized. You can expand your farm because eventually you run out of room building so you need to expand and there's an action for that um but you can be penalized if you don't fill yeah. in your expansion so you've got to expand at the right time and build at the right time so that's agricola all animals all big and small i think it's it's um creature. yeah all creatures big and small all creatures it's, big um, and small it's 11 years old now that game yeah 2012 um midway and i and it just hit my table. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I highly rate it. Um, there's an expansion with more tiles, but be honest, because you only sp- you've got the, obviously the core, the core game tiles, and then you, you mix uh, five or six tiles come out. Yep. It's very rare that you even get through seeing the core game tiles, let alone a box, another pack of other buildings. Um, but yeah, great to play game. Oh yeah. I'm, I'm pleased you played that. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Lovely game. You you have that game, right? Yeah, yeah, we have that. And then... Um, so when we did our episode about our wives and their choices, I think Agricola... Wasn't Agricola on? No. No. Agricola was on Carrie's list? No. I, I must admit, if I, think if, I, if I had a Farming. sense to carry about this game, I think she would have added it onto her list. I don't know what would have dropped out, but she really enjoys this game because of that two-player. Oh, it's right. fast player. Yep. And um, yeah, it gives you the Agricola fix or itch without having to pull out the know, massive yeah, table. Yeah. yeah. So and, I definitely and, recommend and no that. If you're looking for a two player game, that's the way to go. Yeah. Good so, choice. Yeah. Um, so what's next for near so, table? Um, we've got Maglev. Oh, I've got Maglev Metro. So uh, this game came out in 2021. I first saw it at the UK games expo that year. Um, and if you, so it's basically, yeah, it's a train game. Um and plays one to four players. Uh two point seven nine out of five, so not overly complicated. Um it's currently got two maps. Um I'm gonna say Manhattan and Berlin. Um one side is slightly simpler. Um so Manhattan is better for new players, the other side is better for experienced players. And and basically they are robots and passengers who you need to ship around uh, those two towns. Um, what's lovely about it is that the the game starts with maybe three stations built. Um, every player's got a set of clear tiles with a piece of track on it. So you end up building and overlaying on each other's tracks to design like a perfect tube map. Um, so every game is unique. Um, you can't leave a underground station, um, more than two exits. You're trying to plan your route. It's not like a, an 18 XX game. This is, a bit of network planning but also route optimization so um the game starts with these robots so there's bronze silver and gold uh, and on your player boards you have actions so there's track building and there's um pick up passengers drop off passengers there's things like uh, building stations if you haven't got a robot in there working for you then you can't take the action um and if you have one man 
or one robot in the track. You can place one track up to maximum four robots in that section. So you can pick up and lay four tracks. But of course, there's not enough robots around for everybody. So you're trying to, and you can move robots and rebalance, but you can pick up uh, with just one robot. If you've got four robots in that upgrade section, then you can pick up four, four, uh, four passengers. Um, as you build, there's different buildings go down with different colors, pass- passengers, and then they go into the bag. And so you can pick up and refill uh, different color passengers. And then you've got scoring mechanics, which I won't get into. But, um, but it's really good. It's pretty. It's pretty fast playing. Um, we play, I say, primarily with three, but every game is different because you're all overlaying these these tiles. You've got scoring cards that obviously give you unique ways of scoring. So you're never quite sure whether people are trying to collect sets or they're trying to do route navigation. Um, it looks amazing on the table because of this. These this transparent or these clear tiles, hex, hexagonal tiles with bends and and straights on it, um, and imminently there's six more maps which were kickstarted. I'm going to say twelve eighty months ago, so they bring mega robots and London comes to the to the to the, to the table. I think there's a map that's on on Mars um, that bring other mechanics. So I cannot wait to see that. But um, I say definitely check it out if you're after a train game that isn't super super geeky it looks uber cool on the table um and is not that overly complex to play i say it's 2.79 this is not a uh this is not a game that's going to take all night i'm saying maybe 90 minutes maybe max it's it's a lovely game maglev metro metro i love it that is mine have you played a, i haven't no yeah. it's we it's on the list it's like we keep seeing it you know there's just I find all the time it's like there's so many games, right? I think yeah. that's a dilemma in our hobby, right? And it's like there's so many games. Maglab Metro. It's, and it works well with two players as well. That's a key. Got yeah. I love that. I love that. Um, that's awesome. Maglab Metro. I'm going to look out for that. Cool. Um, What's so next yesterday, from you? Yeah. So yesterday we played um, Terraforming Mars. I don't know. Is Terraform Mars a classic now? <laughs> I sold it. It's um, it, it's 2016 by Jacob Frixelius. Uh, this game is just so good. So I happen to know a few other friends who, because of the app on their phones or their tablets, they sold their copy as well because it's a great solo game. Um, I have the app and I play it solo, but... Um, we went all in. We got the big box with the three-dimensional hexes, um, everything. In fact, we went more all in. Um, my wife bought a neoprene <laughs> mat that has – it fits everything. Tur- the turmoil expansion, Venus, the colonies. Uh, there's a place for everything. And it's that extra um, – she bought it on Etsy, and it's an extra grippy surface, which is so nice. Because That's that amazing. The, the hexes on Mars won't get – knocked around which is great um i've heard i've heard terraforming mars kind of described as an engine builder i don't really know that that's necessarily true it's definitely resource management there's some hand management but uh um yeah i mean there were no surprises um here's the i'm this is what i tell everyone okay because i'm kind of like the terraforming mars champion this is like one game I don't, I don't normally brag because I'm usually not that good at games. In fact, you usually hear me tell you stories yeah. about how I, how I lose. So I would say since we bought Terraforming Mars years ago, 
um, hundreds of victories. Uh, and I think my wife's only beat me three, maybe See, four this times. This surprises me. I thought this was Katie's game. So it is her game in that she loves it. Um, but here's the thing that I learned early on. Cheat. The cards. <laughs> you know, that's exactly what she accused me of yesterday. Um, she said, why do you, why do your greeneries only cost three plants, but it costs the rest of us eight. Right. Um, so the name of the game is terraforming Mars. If you want to win, then terraform Mars in the name. Stop playing cards. Stop wasting your money on cards that you hope to play in a round or two. Uh, you know, cause it, cause you know, this anyone who hasn't played it at the end of each round, which are called generations, um, you get four new cards to add to your hand. Each card you want to keep, you got to th- pay $3. That's expensive. Yeah. I, I need that money, right? Unless it's going to increase my group, my plant production to build greeneries or my money production or my heat to increase the temperature. I don't care. So I just discard them and I focus on heat, greeneries and oceans. And I terraform Mars. I always have the most greeneries on the planet. I always have the most everything. And I win, and that's why, because I just don't I don't get bogged down in all the cards that do these cute fun things. And that's um, my problem. I always yeah. go for the cards because I like I like the whole set yeah. up my my uh my I guess my table. And we play with every expansion but turmoil. So okay. we, we played with Prelude, we played with the colonies, uh we played with um uh what's the other one? Colonies prelude. Why am I, I'm drawing a blank anyway. So there was a, there was kind of a, a theme that unfolded in the course of the game. So I was, I had a card where I was creating microbes. So I was adding microbes to the card so I could take them off to increase the heat to compensate for the fact that, uh, I was not producing a lot of heat. Then my friend, Eric, he's got cards that are stealing microbes Katie's got a card that she's running a zoo and putting animals on it. And another <laughs> one, that's, she's got another card where she's developing bacteria. So it was like, there was all these microbes. <laughs> if you weren't making microbes, you were stealing them. You were not in, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that was Terraforming Mars. And uh, oh, it's so good. So good game. I sold it purely because I only ever play it solo. And so as you say, the, the app does that job perfectly for you. It does. But I do enjoy it. I do enjoy that game. So if anybody, you know, says up playing it, I'd sit down. It's not I'm, I'm anti it. Good game. Yeah, no, it's really good and accommodates up to five. So there's room at our table if you want to come play Terraforming Mars. When we get to you, we shall come and play it. Yep. So what's uh what's your third and final game? Uh so my last game is a game called Fishing Lessons. It's a whole I mean how many cards are in the game? There is 18 cards in this game. Oh, okay. It's, um, it's basically the range of the wallet games by Button Shy Games. Um, yep. So, uh, Sprolopolis, um, Wheels and Wagons, which I've now forgotten. Mm-hmm. Um, but Fishing Lessons arrived about a week and a half ago, uh, a re- another recent Kickstarter. Um, how do I describe it? Yeah, yeah, it's a solo fishing game. So, you lay out uh, seven late cards, which are face down and on those cards a, a, a i think two fish so they might be uh 
a carp or a trout, whatever it would be. I don't know which fish they are. Um, so they, they're laid out randomly. And then you choose um, one family member from three cards. So each family member is different sided. So it might be grandpa, the grandson, the mother-in-law. Um, you choose the card and you put it face down. The only thing that card does, it says, what is the unique winning condition? So maybe the son needs uh, three fish classes C and two fish classes T. Carp and trout. They've probably got meanings. Um, and then you've got eight lesson cards in your hand. So the game will end when you go to draw a lesson card, which you and you can't pick up. So it's it's limited. Um, each each lesson card you play to the right, and then you, so you've got three cards in your hand out of those eight. And the lesson card basically um, where you put your family member above the lake is their boat. So you might move it. So there's usually two actions on the um, the card. It might be to move to the left, um, and then your fish, and that might be flip the card directly underneath you flip the card to your left flip your card to the right and what you need to do is move your boats left and right and you can leave the the last lesson either there or the next card you play you can swap it over or you can basically position them anywhere left or right of the last lesson cards and then you have to activate them all in order um so it's like an engine uh, or chain of cards you're going to play and to win you need to have either you need to have the three the three C's and the two T's face up on the board, no more, no less. Uh, any other card that hasn't got those letters on it must be face down. So you're trying to push your boat around, find the, the cards that need with, with the fish on it, because as you move, you end up flipping the cards face down that the ones you want. So it's a nice little puzzly game. Um, the artwork is wonderful. Uh, the choices of where do i put this card and drive that engine i think i've played about five times i've won once um and that's just part of that just like oh yes i was so close but i ran out of cards on on the last draw which i guess is as frustrating as fishing all the fish were there you knew where they were but were they biting or were they flipping in this case no they weren't um (laughs) 1.25 out of five 10 15 minute games it's always in what's now been in my work bag for the last couple of weeks um eight plus uh there's a couple of um expansion packs that gives them more family members and some bigger fish um but check it out if you want a very quick solo game and if you like fishing that yeah. is fishing lessons from Budenstein. so i can i can take it that when i come to see you you're gonna teach me some fishing lessons we can do fishing lessons. I have got fishing equipment in my garage. It has not been used in about 15 years. <laughs> I, That's I, okay. I, I don't fish in real life either. Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't fished for a long time, but I don't mind a spot of fishing. So um, that's fishing lessons. You're going to talk about Adventures of Robin Hood. Yes. Um, 2021 by Michael Menzel. Um, so, you know, we picked that up, what, I guess that's two years ago now. It was during the height of the pandemic. Um, it is a cooperative scenario driven storytelling campaign. It's, it's just so brilliant. Um, my wife and I played it when we were in lockdown, really enjoyed it, but you know, it's been sitting there on the, on the shelf and we're like, you know what it plays for. We've got, we've got our two friends coming over. Why don't we give it a go? And they really enjoyed it. So you've, you've played it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, plenty of free players. Loved it. Well, then, as you know, right, you build the, you put the map in front of you and it's, you know, uh, Sherwood Forest and 
the castle and everything. Um, and you play one of the four characters, right? You play Robin Hood, Will Scarlet, Maid Marian, and Little John. And it will indicate it'll tell you to flip over like these cardboard shits that are they're not molded, they're not built. I mean, what's the word I'm looking for? They're embedded yeah. in the board, in, right? Inset into the board. Yeah. And then you just flip them over at certain points in the game. So if you're going to fight a guard, um, you know, you just, you have these cubes that you put in the bag, purple ones for the bad guys, white ones are good. So depending upon what equipment you have, you, um, through the course of the narrative, um, you pull the cubes out of the bag one at a time. And when you draw the white one, you've beaten the guard and then you flip him over and there's a bonus printed on the inset, right? That's revealed when you remove the knight from the board and then turn him over. Um, it's, it's really cool. Not only is that interesting, it's the story removes the game. I love how, uh, cause you just have that book, right? There's yeah. no dice. There's nothing like that. You have a bag. There's a disc of each one of your colors. And that's how you determine whose turn it is. Someone pulls a disc out green. Okay. Well, whoever's green playing Robin hood, you move and you move. Cause you have those wooden, like you have two medium Me- measuring measuring lengths. Yeah, yeah. Basically you have I, two I medium those. length and one long. And if you don't use the long one, you're basically saving strength. Yeah. So add a white cube to the bag, which is good. Because you want more white cubes in the bag, um, that's just but so good. It slows you down. Those, yeah, the the how far can you travel? Measuring wooden things, whatever you want to call them. I don't. Yeah, yeah. but they're so good. They, they're so good, and the story's great. Uh, and the fact that you can reset and play it again. Mm-hmm. Um, it's yeah. It's, it's I mean, it, try not to do any spoilers. It's a wonderful storytelling game that. Um, definitely worth trying at least once and plays pretty oh, yeah. quick you can like really- do a couple of stories or you can we i think we're doing two we were doing two stories at a time generally we so, played. so Did friday you- night the four of us played the first three chapters okay. yeah and we did that in about two two and a half hours and then last night after we were done playing terraforming mars um and other little games we decided well let's let's play the next chapter uh, that one went a little longer, but yeah, you know we're halfway through, so yeah. But that's the Adventures of Robin Hood, and you've got to if you haven't played, it's so different from most games. And if if you enjoy story driven campaigns, um, tr- yeah, right. If that's not for you, then obviously don't. Bother. Yeah, it's it's a really good story. It unfolds naturally. It's um. I don't know. I, I just can't say anything more about it. It's just so good. Uh, definitely pick it up. Yeah. I mean, the, the theme, obviously, English set in medieval castles. Mm-hmm. It's just a good piece of English folklore. And there's an expansion, I believe, this year. The Adventures of Robin Hood's Friar Tuck in Danger, but I don't know much about it. Which is kind of awesome because Friar Tuck, who is like a key character in the story, is not featured at all in the game. So we're kind of excited to see Friar Tuck be introduced. Yeah. So I was just looking on Board Game Geek, the expansion for that. And I'm like, okay, okay. That'll be fun. Uh, just open it up. Looks like it adds some new tasks, a little bit of, so you, you can add it on without having to, uh, to, to play it through again. But yeah, that's, be awesome. 
Yeah, yeah, I agree. Highly, I mean, all the games tonight are games I love. Right? So we've we've done well to pick six games that neither of us knew who what we're going to bring to the table. Oh. Um, oh, a solo game, a two-player game, a uh, storytelling um, games for everybody. Yeah, we know. really. Yeah, yeah. Check us out on our choice selection without communicating or putting things in our diary so that we didn't miss a meeting. We should do but, this more often. Just yeah. not. We should stop planning and just yeah, like, just rock up. Far, far easier. Yeah. Um, so thank you everyone for listening. Um, we'll be back again very, very soon with more episodes. Yeah. Uh, we've got a, after last week's episode with Wingspan, we had quite a few, uh, quite a few requests for people to come and join us. I say on the sofa, but on the podcast. Um, yep. So anyone else wants to join, do send in a message. We are just planning out uh, when our next special guest or maybe two or three will share their audio with us. Yeah, we've not forgotten about you. It's just Gareth and I are getting everything lined up. And, it's just and well, Yeah, that's all it is. So Okay. With that, I wish you a farewell, and thanks for listening. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Please subscribe, and as always, we love to hear your thoughts and ideas. So make sure to leave those in the comments. And don't forget, you can also chat with us both on Instagram, at meeple to meeple